0: This is a News Laundry podcast, and you're listening to Reporters Without Orders. Order, order. Hello, and welcome to Reporters Without Orders, a podcast where we talk about what made news, what didn't, and some things that shouldn't have. Today, we have a super short and sweet panel of just Ayush and I. Hi, Ayush. Hello, Cherry. How are you feeling about this panel? I'm
1: actually not as negative as you, son, today. I'm Hello? Actually th- I'm
0: not being negative.
1: Oh, tell your viewers what you were <laughs> thinking just before we started this panel.
0: I was like, I'm really looking forward to talking to Ayush again. Oh,
1: did you now? <laughs>
0: Okay, Ayush is our head of research and has been doing some brilliant media stories. His latest story on The Harvest TV is up and trending on our website, newslaundry.com. Do check it out. So Ayush, are you going to be talking about Harvest TV again?
1: No, I wouldn't because I haven't done anything since the last week. But there have been some interesting developments. So if you really push me, I might as well.
0: So you are definitely going to make that into your beat?
1: No. (laughs) No.
0: Uh, For those who didn't get the joke, listen to our last podcast for more context.
1: And listeners, if you're listening to this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, CastBox, or any other podcast app, please do visit our website, newslaundry.com, to check out other cool stuff that we've been doing.
0: Like, let's talk about.
1: Like, let's talk about the latest episode of which is on FGM. And I think uh, anyone who's interested in gender violence in our time, especially in these times, should definitely... Listen to that.
0: And a Bombay boy, Gaurav Sarkar, who is part of that podcast, is unwell today. Add to it Noida's hailstorm. It was a pretty potent cup of chill. In my head, that sounded like a better joke.
1: Well, that's, that's left to you and you. Stop only. being
0: so judgmental, Ayush. <laughs> Uh, later today, we'll be joined by Pratik Goyal, a special correspondent from Maharashtra. Prateek recently reported on Madhya Pradesh police providing protection to 21-year-old Abhishek Mishra. Mishra has been accused of spreading fake news through his Twitter account and his website, viralinindia.net. But surprisingly, no one seems to be knowing why it was deemed necessary to give him police protection. Pratik has also been following up on activist Anand Teltumde's case. What is the latest development, if you may ask? I'll let Pratik answer that. For now, let's go straight to Ayush. Ayush, do you want to get us started? What did you think the media missed, overreported, or undercovered last week?
1: I think media um, overreported a particular story and over overreported for a reason. I think which was well deserved is what is now uh, being reported as the huge tragedy in Uttarakhand and Uttar Pradesh, where in Uttar Pradesh it's the Saharanpur district, especially, and in the Roorki border with Haridwar there have been reports of almost 100 people dying because of drinking hooch which is you know you can say substandard alcohol in English we say I think moonshine liquor and this has been developing since three four last three four days and numbers are Climbing to hundred.
2: Tragic news also coming in from Uttar Pradesh and Uttarakhand. Ninety-two people have been killed after consuming, consuming spurious liquor. Hundred people died due to spurious liquor in Uttar, Uttar, Uttar Pradesh. The government has constituted a five-member special investigation team to probe the recent deaths due to consumption of. The death toll could rise
0: further. In we are told, and the
1: 100 death. 100 and to that's breaking the record of the past years. So in Saharanpur, it was hit by a wave of poisonous or uh, adulterated alcohol in 2009, when 49 people were reported dead. But this time that's doubled. And the what makes it uglier is the whole politics which is being played out. So Which is what? Yogi Adityanath, the chief minister, Ajay Bisht, he uh, blamed the whole thing on the Samajwadi party saying it's their mischievous acts. Now, he didn't say whether the whole poisoning affair was their mischievous act or whether yeah, Samajwadi parties, you know, the front they're putting, the opposition front they're putting that's a mischievous act but it has been interpreted interpreted as the former. So, But
0: why are the governments not clamping down on this hooch this entire business of food which people are consuming and dying because
1: i think first of all as you know in up and bihar the way things function there's a whole shadow market for these things and if you've been there i've i'm from up i've seen you know spent good amount of my every year since growing up couple of months months at least in uttar pradesh and everyone knows it's common knowledge that the main government the Police the security forces, they benefit from the shadow market. So it's a pro I mean quid pro quo among the people who produce this kind of liquor and you do realize you're
0: making quite an allegation. No, it's not
1: allegation in the only way that I'm speaking as someone who has a voice on a podcast, but it's common knowledge really. Everyone knows the nexus that exists. But to the contrary, there has been a clampdown. I think 175 people have been arrested uh, for this. They are now This is in Bihar. No 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 this is in Uttar Pradesh and Uttarakhand.
0: So, the number of people arrested in Uttar Pradesh and Uttarakhand is it's 175.
1: Okay. This is India today's numbers. And, but there's a back and forth in the way that the UB police is trying to blame Uttarakhand. They're saying it came from Uttarakhand people and Uttar Pradesh therefore consumed it. So, it should have been Uttarakhand police's responsibility. Mm. So, that game obviously is playing out. But I was listening to the BBC this morning and they reported on this. This is the BBC's international podcast news Australia reported this so it's obviously getting a lot of international traction and I mean if you just zoom into the details of it it becomes quite uglier with the state politics that's playing out. But
0: is it as important to the Indian media?
1: Yeah it's very important I think it's been well covered as I said by India today NDTV did a good report so did Indian Express so these mainstream houses have been doing good job on it. I think even outlook for a change I've forgotten Outlook, but they did a good story on the whole Hooch tragedy.
0: Okay. I thought uh, when it comes to a news piece that was overreported, I thought the court's order to register an FIR against Republic TV editor in chief Arnob Goswami was overreported. Right. The context here, dear listeners, is that Congress MP Shashi Tharoor has filed a complaint against Goswami, accusing him of illegally accessing confidential documents related to the Probe into his wife's death, Sunanda Pushkar, which is. So now the court has directed that an FIR be lodged against Goswami. Uh, when I say it is overreported, I am not saying this is in isolation because if you are filing an FIR against a journalist for accessing documents which are not in the public domain, it sets a dangerous precedence. But when I say it is overreported, I am saying this in comparison to the coverage that journalists like Kishore Vangam and Amit Topno, who was from Jharkhand, got. Uh, Topno is dead. He was reporting on the Pathalgadi movement, and Kishore Chandra is in jail under the NSA. For criticizing the BJP-led Manipur government, so I mean, when I compare these incidents, I think this is getting too much coverage.
1: But uh, when Dr. Tharu says it's illegally procuring documents, I mean, what does what is this illegal mode of procuring? These I mean,
0: stuff? what is being talked about is that probably his email account, which is a private account, was hacked, and that is how he got the documents. Butcher. But those are speculations. <laughs> But those are speculations. But
1: this is not the first time he's doing this. I think when, I mean, just to bring this up, when Sunanda Pushkar, days before she passed away, uh, there there had been several tweets from Mr. Shashi Tharoor's account to some Pakistani journalist. And when it became an embarrassing, you know, got embarrassing coverage, she said, my Twitter has been hacked. And now then his emails also seem to be hacked. So So you're you're saying
0: Mr. Tharoor is saying it's being hacked for the sake of it or
1: no i mean it's a convenient excuse sometimes just to say i think all these celebrities whenever they face with some you know embarrassing stuff on the social media end up saying that it was it was hacked Mm. or this or that so it seems like that i'm not sure but
0: even i am on the fence about this i mean illegally accessing documents by hacking someone's account Mm. is some serious business exactly but Filing an FIR against a journalist for accessing documents which are not in the public domain, I think it's very dangerous completely because... Completely
1: unacceptable. I mean, for all the things we can accuse Arnab Goswami of, he has every right to say what he wants and what he does. And therefore, just because there's a story that has been, you know, splashes mud over your supposed innocence, in this case, Mr. Tharoor, you, filing an FIR is not the way to do it. And I mean,
0: I would, I would wait for the court to sort of take a stance here but not going after a journalist for sure
1: definitely uh,
0: as for underreported i thought uh, there was a week long protest that was that has been happening at the parliament street and jantar mantar and i thought that was quite underreported when i say underreported it doesn't mean that it did not receive coverage at all but given the number of people and the variety of demands that are being made. And just the number of days that the protest has been sustained, I thought it demanded more coverage. Just to give a little more context, uh, the protest which is being hosted under the banner of India Unites is a joint agitation, uh, being hosted at Parliament Street and Jantar Mantar. Protesters include students, victims of Chit fund scams, farmers, among others. The protest started on January 30th and uh, lasted until February 7th. It is now over. Some of the demands included allocation of 10% of India's GDP towards education and payment of minimum support price, which is the MSP, for all crops. At one and a half times of the cost of production.
1: By the way, since you brought this up, have you ever been to the Janta Manta, that particular road where these protests take place? Yeah. What has been your experience? I'm very fascinated. What do you mean? I mean, because I want to share mine. <laughs> so Go I for thought it. it would be more polite to ask yours. No, but have you ever been and what did you feel? Because what you described to me of these people, you know, just different tribes of people d- demanding different things, mm. I mean, that, that's a daily affair on that street. And so I mean,
0: if you need, you have to give a platform. First, you have to give a platform to people to speak. And if people, that's at the center or rather the heart of the city, right? I mean, your are sort of the center of power. The parliament is so close. So it's just democracy at play. Citizens telling their representatives, these are our demands. This is what you've been doing. This is not done. So I think it's very symbolic of how things are going to work out. But again, the representatives not taking any cognizance of this demand is also democracy at play.
1: Exactly. I mean, I remember going there when I was in college, the news of these farmers from Tamil Nadu coming to Jantar Mantar and, you know, protesting using very horrific uh, styles, let's say. You know, some of them carried the skulls and bones of their, yeah. you know, farmers who had deceased back in Tamil Nadu, they put rats in their mouth. They were walking naked. And I just went there with a friend out of curiosity. And, you know, I wrote a very pessimistic blog on it, I remember, because I noticed the people of a certain political party, their youth, the IT cell of their youth uh, vertical was there. And it was just trying to milk these people. You know, I don't, I could tell, you know, I was, I was not a journalist. I was just a 19 year old but even my naive eyes could tell that these people were just there to milk the farmers probably because they would get more traction within the organization or they'll climb up within the organization but most people who just come there seem so apathetic to what's actually going on.
0: I think I disagree with the protest that I have covered though i i agree with the politicization of the protest but that definitely happens which is why a lot of time organizers tell key if you're coming to be a part there will be no you know uh symbolic representations of parties but uh i don't think people who are protesting are apathetic they're traveling all the way with demands and like a certain hope that i mean knowing that the system works so slowly but even then there's this little hope that maybe if they all come together there might be a little difference
1: definitely i didn't say people are who come to protest are apathetic oh. i said people who come to probably get a bite or report on it from political organizations not from the media i don't know about that they are very apathetic and they are just there to you know score their brownie points but fun fact you know the uh, protest uh, these protests used to be uh, camped at the what is today known as Rajpath that the road that leads from India Gate to Rajpati Bhavan then at some point in the 90s they realized that when the dignitaries would visit the president it would be very shameful for them to just see and in those very lush green parks that exist now in India Gate there were camps, there were tents of people who protest there. So they oh, realize, wow. yeah, I didn't know that. They realize it's too embarrassing and therefore it was shifted to Jantar Mantar. I think in late 90s they did this.
0: Thank you for but, the information, I didn't yeah, know this. Fun fact. Uh, hmm. Also here, I want to share a micro news bulletin. We don't have a guest, so I thought why not. There have been certain events, recent developments in the media, which just sort of highlighted how media professionals are really vulnerable and just the risk at which they work so i want to talk about the recent closure of uh, dna's delhi edition now the dna city team has been converted into a bureau which means we won't have a print edition but the team will still be there And I want to talk about the layoffs that happened at Weiss and BuzzFeed. Weiss and BuzzFeed are cutting down 10% and 15% of their total workforce, respectively. So I want to point this out because this trend isn't surprising of layoffs at BuzzFeed, Weiss and Verizon. And the reason I thought this is happening is because Facebook and Google, two giants, they're taking up the bulk of advertising revenue. This duo, Facebook and Google, along with Amazon, they captured 62% of the advertising revenue in the US last year. So, I mean, for ad-dependent companies like BuzzFeed and Vice, this can be very challenging if you have no money.
1: Exactly. And I mean, the way the whole tables have turned, I mean... I remember when I was getting to college, when I was 18, and the things were just rising, you know, there was post India coming up here, there was Vice, and all these cool stuff was just emerging. And everyone thought that this was the new way out, you know, for especially media outlets that served people between 18 and 30. But, and that, that model will really win at the end of the day, but, I mean, this is quite a, you know, someone holding me by the shoulder and giving me a good... You know, push, but I think it's only makes sense for Facebook and Google to you know corner most of the revenue for advertising simply because these are the two websites which m- know most about you you know if you're on Facebook if you're on Google yeah. Google knows what you search it
0: allows for targeted exactly. marketing and advertising exactly
1: and Go- Facebook knows probably everything about you Facebook knows the things about me I don't know probably <laughs> and therefore it makes sense for advertising which is fundamentally a profession just just wants your attention yeah. the whole point of advertising I mean, it's to I mean, be concentrate there you know uh, power and everything on Facebook and Google and to be honest Weiss, BuzzFeed, HuffPost, all of them have also been become very big platform because of Mm. Facebook and Google because most of these articles you come across people hardly go to Weiss's website they find stuff by Weiss on Facebook Mm. or on Google after this which is
0: what these websites thought right that Platforms such as Facebook will help them push their content, but the recent change in Facebook's algorithm exactly. which said that they will not mm. sort of promote news articles. Right. It's not going towards the benefit of these platforms. Right. But I mean, there was another thought. I was thinking that isn't this like a regular part of the evolution of media? Mm. I mean, we came from print to. Uh, digital platforms because print was costly. I mean, if you just look at the operational cost to print that paper, it's more expensive than what people are willing to pay. Mm. So you move to digital. Now you have platforms like Netflix, people want to watch video content. So if platforms like HuffPost and Vice and BuzzFeed, if not HuffPost, actually, Vice and BuzzFeed, can produce TV content, then it's easier to just sell it to Netflix. Exactly. And get more money for it, rather than have people write copies, which people might not read now.
1: Yeah, I mean, that shows that, I mean, that's how, not just the evolution of media, but the evolution of markets. In the sense that, I mean, you obviously you had a, advertising, you know, you were heavily relying on advertising in your model. Now it turns out that advertising can't do that because of certain people who hold monopoly in the market and therefore it just shows that advertising as a you know bigger player when it comes to running your revenue models is not working out i think that's what new york times realized some time back when they started their subscription model mm-hmm. along with the advertising i think new york times this year registered the highest number of employees they've ever had so you need to look at these models and ask why is this one working and why is ours not? So, and someone from, I think, HuffPost tweeted, Zach Carter, that, you know, Facebook took our, advertising space and did not replace it with anything was a silly thing to say facebook does not have any compulsion to replace what it takes that's how market works the model that will not work with that's not sustainable and efficient will have to be zoned out and you'll have to replace with something new
0: absolutely and just to add to that i mean I'm too young to say this, but I think the models need to evolve. Media houses after a decade or let's say 25 years need to step back and see what, which part of the model was working, which is not and how they can sort of bridge that gap and how they can improve the bits that were not working.
1: Right, but what makes this whole thing salient is that you you could have said that the evolution, I mean, the time to introspect whether your model actually works. I mean, back in the day, I don't again even I'm too young but this would be something you know once in a decade or once in two decades phenomena but this is happening within five years of these platforms coming up so it just shows how fast things are yeah. changing that you have a platform coming up in 2014 and by 2018 and 19 they have to introspect whether the bloody model works or not I mean <laughs> it's I mean I don't want to sound pretentious or anything but even news laundry you should be start thinking about these things in that Absolutely. way yeah
0: and in the middle of all this like think about how vulnerable media professionals are I mean if the model has to continuously evolve these people who depend on the model like job security would be as dependent on this which is really scary
1: exactly and but I think I mean, harking back to your point about Facebook changing its algorithm. I mean, the context of that, just to, you know, lay it out, was that when Facebook was accused of being partial to one of the other party and being gamed by especially Russian hackers during the 2016 elections. So the claim that Facebook was actually perpetuating, you know, certain echo chambers. And that really hit Zuckerberg hard. I mean, I felt bad for him sitting in that Senate hearing with that f- robotic face Dreamy. of his... Yeah, I mean... Look Look, you have, it's what it's called the function creep, you have started, you know, a venture. And before you know it, it's really going into areas you could have never thought it'll go.
0: But then predation is very different from developing a business and sort of ensuring that, you know, it becomes the biggest.
1: Yeah, but I mean, as a private corporation, what was... Essentially happening in 2016, these guys were caught in a 100-year-old rivalry between Russia and the United States. So there was a private corporation that was being used left, right and center by a Russian government, which is obviously way more powerful. It's a country. It's the biggest country on the planet. Here, just some
0: context. Ayush is talking about the US elections where Facebook quote-unquote, was misused.
1: Did you did you realize you just added a context claim to my context? Yes. <laughs> because when I was started, I said this is a context. Yes. Regardless, I mean, when Facebook started changing after 2016 elections mm-hmm. and probably tried to make sure that it broke the echo chamber, then these companies had to fall because, not really fall, but at least come to a decline in the sense that both HuffPost, BuzzFeed, and even Weiss, we know where they stand politically, right? They're not center, right? They're not even center. They Most of the issues that they discuss usually take place on the left. And therefore, Facebook did try to break these echo chambers. And these companies were, you know, had smaller presence on the feed of a normal guy who's going about it.
0: Uh, just a little bit of information. Half post. Yahoo and AOL are all owned by Verizon. Mm-hmm. So, before we go on to the next bulletins, I just want to bring Prateek in here. Prateek, as I mentioned, has done two stories. So, we'll directly go to Prateek to talk about his stories. Prateek, you have told a story ki thi about how ah. he is accused of spreading fake news and he has been given police protection. Mm. So, can you tell us who is this guy? Is he police protection? Di and who wow. took the decision and why was the decision taken?
2: Police protection is not a problem. In the to CM, DPR, Joint Director, DGP, and 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 DGP, के DGP, and DGP, and DGP, जी उन्होंने जरू, उन्होंने जरूर यह बोला कि होम मिनिस्ट्री से उनको एक लेटर आया था जो उन्होंने एक प्रेस स्टेटमेंट रिलीज किया था okay. कि उस बंदे को तरीके से दिल्ली पुलिस ने पकड़ा है इनफॉर्मिंग एमपी पुलिस तो बस उनका इतना ही था उसके बाद वो बोलते हैं कि भाई वो गलत है सही ये काम तो साइबर uh, सेल और बाकी सब ऑर्गेनाइजेशंस का है बट हमें होम मिनिस्ट्री से था
0: हमने
2: उसने directly कमलनाथ ने उसको पुलिस प्रोटेक्शन दिया है वो ये बोलता है आई मीन जो ने सोर्सेज हैं वहां पे उन्होंने बताया कि डायरेक्टली वहां पे उसको बुलाया गया था मतलब भवन में और वहां पे डीजीपी के सामने जी वहां के स्टेट के सामने बैठ ये डिस्कशन हुआ उसके बाद उसको इनको प्रोटेक्शन दिया जाए तो इ- इसका रीजन क्या रहा इसका लोग नहीं बोल रहे हैं ठीक है বলে नहीं बस विरोधियों से खतरा है अच्छा विरोधियों से खतरा है मतलब पहली बात तो उसको दिल्ली पुलिस में जब कंटेंट हुई थी एक की थी दिल्ली पुलिस साइबर सेल में जी इससे कंटेंट को लेके कि जो बल्गर और प्रोवोकेटिव और बहुत तरीके का फेक कमेंट जनरेट करता है तो उसके वो लोग मतलब एमपी जो गवर्नमेंट थी उससे बहुत उनको इफेक्ट पड़ा इसके इस वर्ष के करेस जबकि ये लड़का कहीं मतलब इसका कुछ ऐसा नहीं है कि ये मिनिस्ट्री में है या कुछ ऐसा मतलब बोलते ना इज नॉट सम मतलब कोई बहुत बड़ा राइटर हो या आर्टिस्ट हो या जिसको मतलब प्रोटेक्ट करने के लिए जैसे बस उसका सिर्फ एक ही चीज है कि वो उसके पहले youtube पे पहले youtube का उसका वो था तो उस फेक मतलब एक प्रोपेगंडा तरीके का वो काम करता था और वो वही काम कांग्रेस के लिए कर रहा है मतलब पहले भी वो करता था अभी भी वही कर रहा है तो बस उसके इतने अरेस्ट होने पे एक गवर्नमेंट हर, हरकत में आ जाए बहुत बात है हैं उसके बावजूद भी अगर एक ऐसे बंदे के लिए जो स्टेट अवे फेक न्यूज़ जनरेट कर रहा है मतलब उसका आप ऐसा नहीं है कि कुछ एकाद न्यूज़ का आप पूरा चेक कर लेंगे तो उसकी हर न्यूज़ और उसका जो दिल्ली पुलिस ने बताया है या अगर आप उसके अकाउंट दिल्ली पुलिस ने hai support mom energy is tarike wo uske pages chalte hain aur matlab ye pages hain uske baad uska viral in india iski website hai twitter account or तो 64000 se zyada followers And hm aur uska viral india twitter account tamam mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. in instagram account so, it's rather odd
0: that the police is providing हाँ. protection to a person who's spreading propaganda. And even though police protection is not there, there is no reason or no own up that we have to police protection.
2: No, it's not there. It's not there. It's not there. जब फेड का परसेप्शन हो मैंने उनसे पूछा कि आपने डायरेक्टिव्स दिए हैं जितना हमको पता लगा तो बोले नहीं मैं मैंने मेरे मैं को तो पता नहीं है आप भोपाल के आईजी से बात कीजिए जदी प्रसाद से उनसे बात करी तो पहले बात बात करते करते गए उसके बाद बोलते कि नहीं नहीं ऐसा कुछ नहीं और नहीं बात नहीं, था 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 था। तरीके मेरा ऐसे but when Congress raised the question of BJP that Narendra Modi follow following करता or Narendra Modi is following him or Tolers is following him, follow him he also has a lot of interest in And if uh, you have to protection, that doesn't mean anything. It's a very strange
0: thing. Pratik, you were following the case so just for a little context, can huh. you tell the, case of the status? Uh,
2: arrest status इसीलिए उनके पास केस case के ऊपर केस लगाया है वही वो, वो तुषार धामगुड़े की कंप्लेंट है जो 8 जनवरी को हुई थी जलदा परिषद बीमा केस में ठीक है तो आनल का पहली बार तो उस में नाम था नहीं ठीक है उसके बाद पुलिस ने जब जून से जो एक्टिविस्ट और को करना शुरू किया है है तो उसके अब उनको तरीके से उसके बाद वो अरनटिल टुम में हाई को अप्रोच किया था कि उनकी जो एफआईआर उनके अगेंस्ट की गई है उसको कैंसिल किया तो वहां से वो एफआईआर खारिज नहीं रिसेंटली अभी पुणे पुलिस ने उनको अरेस्ट कर लिया था मतलब उनको सुप्रीम कोर्ट से प्रोटेक्शन भी मिला था चाहे वो जब पुणे सेशन कोर्ट में उनकी बेल जब खारिज हुई तो उसको अरेस्ट कर लिया हालांकि पुलिस का सुप्रीम कोर्ट का प्रोटेक्शन तो उनको अरेस्ट नहीं किया जा सकता था उस दौरान ठीक है तो उन्होंने अरेस्ट किया उसके बाद में जो उसने मतलब उस नेक्स्ट तो जो अरेस्ट करने का बदला या उनका जो मामले में नाम लगाने का एक रीजन है कि पुलिस दिखाती है पुलिस प्रोड्यूस करती है कुछ ऐसे कागजात जो उसमें आनंद तिल तुमड़े कई कई नाम का पंकज नाम भी लिखा गया आनंद है एक लेटर में एक जगह आनंद है जगह आनंद है और एक लेटर ऐसा इसके बिना पर उन्होंने इनको अरेस्ट कर लिया इसके अलावा उनके पास कुछ है नहीं जो मतलब पुलिस के पास ऐसा कुछ नहीं है जो वो बोल सके कि हां वो उसी पुलिस डायरेक्टली एलिगेशन लगा दिए हैं यूएपीए के चार्ज लगा दिए हैं कि भाई इनका सीबीआई माइस से कनेक्शन है
1: हां प्रतीक हां बोलिए हां लेकिन गिवन की व्हाट हैपेंड एट भीमा the whole suppression of Dalit politics in Maharashtra, do you think it's part of the same campaign that seems to be surfacing since 2017 in, because the Maharashtra elections is scheduled for October this
2: year? I don't think so that it will be like that because this is the whole thing. When we raise the activist, the reason that I have told to a lot of senior officers in ATSK, not only in this case, and there are many cases that exist, UAP appear डाला जाता a Kisi, गry, कि, गry, किसी की अगर who बंदे को या to को a lot साल के लिए आपको चुप कराना हो या a कर देना people who are not able to सेक्शन लगाया lot of जो केसेस जो चल रहे हैं डेफिनेटली a इनका of people who are हो ही to क्योंकि कुछ है नहीं कन्विक्शन के लिए केसेस able are जाता है जैसे दलित इतिहास से देखते हैं कि भाई आ, कुछ 500 महा, महार ने 28000 पेशवाओं को हराया था भिल्कुल. ठीक है जो कि मतलब उसके बहुत सारे अलग वर्जनस हैं ओपन समझ जाएंगी जा, मतलब ज्यादा डिटेल में बात करने की बात नहीं है क्योंकि वो ये सोचते हैं उसके अलग हिस्ट्री है कुछ अलग पैमाने की नहीं ऐसा नहीं हुआ था आनंद तेल तुंबड़े ने उन्होंने basically उन्होंने इसका विरोध किया था कि एक myth है जो उस वक्त उन्होंने automate करने इसलिए यूज किया हो उसको कि necessity हो
1: I remember this piece yes
2: identity worship उन्होंने बोला कि इस तरीके से उसका एक एक उसको उसके basis पे ऐसा create करना कि भाई एक identity क्रिएट हो या उसको लेके तो वो दलित पॉपुलेशन के लिए सही नहीं होगा आगे
1: जाके
2: right Accused. I don't know what
0: I'm Prateek, just one last question. You Maharashtra in the time. Se. So, uh, given uh-huh. that elections are coming up uh, now, uh-huh. they're just around the corner, what are the most prominent issues kya aap dekh coverage
2: of Marathi media? I think that when Marathi media कि उनको अभी उनको मतलब चुनाव लोकसभा के उस वो चुनाव में पार्टिसिपेट करेंगे ऐसे उनके सपोर्टर्स उनके उनको ये रिक्वेस्ट कर रहे हैं कि शरद पवार चुनाव लड़ने वापस लोकसभा का उसके बाद जो शिवसेना बीजेपी का जो है ये मसला बहुत जम जमके है इसको लेके क्योंकि इसमें कुछ ना कुछ बयान का चल रहा है कि साथ उसमें वो गए उसके बाद बीच में प्रशांत किशोर भी इधर आए थे बंबई उधर ठाकरे से मिलने तो or नरी इनकी फसल चालू है आपस में लेकिन वो साथ में होंगे नहीं होंगे एक तो इसको इसको बहुत चर्चा रहती अभी चल रही है तो ये पॉलिटिकल अगर आप देखें तो ये दो दो तीन चीजें हैं मतलब एक, एक एनसीपी और की जो Okay, thank you.
0: So that was Prateek for you guys. Now just a couple of other media-related updates or updates on media-related cases that are going on in different courts. We've already mentioned the Shashi versus Arnab Goswami case. Uh, then there is the MJ Akbar versus Priya Ramani case. MJ Akbar has filed had filed a defamation complaint against Ramani. Uh, Ramani had outed Akbar on Twitter following which more women came out against Akbar's predatory behavior. As matters stand now, Ramani has been summoned as an accused on February 25th. The third case is Vivek Toval's defamation case against the caravan. The magazine had published an article titled The D Companies alleging that the National Security Advisor, Ajit Doval's sons, run a web of companies, including a Cayman Islands hedge fund. Following Caravan's story, uh, Vivek Doval filed a defamation complaint. So far, two witnesses have testified on Doval's behalf and the next hearing on February 22nd. The last two cases are being heard by additional Chief Metropolitan Magistrate, Samar Vishal, and the first case, which is Shashi Tharoor versus Goswami, was being heard by Metropolitan Magistrate, Dharmendra Singh. So, that's a wrap for today and Aish do you want to share your recommendation?
1: Yeah, sure. So, we are trying to do a podcast, the next Let's Talk About episode on Lord Ram. Mm-hmm. We're trying to look weigh the merits of the feminist critique of Ram of whether he was a misogynist or just simply misunderstood. and. As part of the research project for that, I was reading uh, Chitra Banerjee, Deva book called The Forest of Enchantments. I think it just came out last month. And I mean, besides all the issue or the ideological positions one might take on the matter, regardless of all that. Where do you stand? that's something you'll find out in the podcast or where does Manisha stand who's actually doing that podcast but regardless wherever you stand it's a beautiful book and I think people might have heard of her she's the author of Palace of Illusions which is Mahabharat from Draupadi's perspective so it's a wonderful book very eloquently written and that would be my recommendation okay
0: uh, yesterday Ayush had pointed out how words like soliloquy have become archaic so that made me sort of think about my college days where we, were, where we would read and talk about Tennyson, Edgar Allan Poe and the other stalwarts So today I am recommending three poems The first one is The Charge of the Light Brigade by Alfred Lord Tennyson The second one is Invictus by William Ernest Henley and the final one is Having a Coke With You by Frank O'Hara
2: Having a Coke With You is even more fun than going to San Sebastian, Irún, Hyundai, Biarritz, Mayon, or being sick to my stomach on the Travessera de Gracia in Barcelona. Partly because in your orange shirt you look like a better, happier Saint Sebastian. Partly because of my love for you. Partly because of your love for yogurt. Partly because of the fluorescent orange tulips around the birches. Partly because of the secrecy our smiles take on before people are in statuary. It is hard to believe that when I'm with you, that there can be anything as still, as solemn, as unpleasantly definitive as statuary, when right in front of it, in the warm New York four o'clock light.
0: These are the poems that have stuck with me all throughout the years. You're a bore. Whatever. If you guys do end up listening to these poems, do drop us a line about which one resonated with you the most and why. So that's a wrap and thank you everyone who listens to us and writes to us. So we do read your feedback, we do discuss them, we brainstorm about them and think about how to make things better.
1: And if you have any feedback, love or brickbats, you can write to us at contact at News laundry. You can leave your troll comments or genuinely constructive criticisms on our Twitter timelines. And of course, never forget to subscribe to Independent Media pay to keep news azad. Subscribe to any other media, independent media of your choice or subscribe to News Laundry.
0: Uh, Happy subscribing, you guys. And also a big thank you to our producer Parikshit Anilji for recording and Ayush for his wonderful company.
1: I'm obliged.
0: All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform.
2: Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. (laughs)